and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Paul Whiteside. I'm on me, well, I'm on my own for a bit of this, and uh, Rob's going to pop in and help me out as it goes. Park is missing this week, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. So, yeah, you're stuck with me. I'll talk you through it, though. We've got quite a bit to go out. We've got the news. We've also got a preview of the, well, my little preview of the Catalans game coming up this weekend. We'll have a look at the uh, the Magic Weekend and, and all the news that's going around the, around the club, because there's quite a bit to to get through. So, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll start off with the defeat in, uh, in Newcastle against Huddersfield Giants. Salford, you no know, first on on the Sunday, one o'clock kickoff. Salford lined up with Ryan Briley, Kensio, Dion Cross, Tim Lafayette, Reese Williams, Brody Croft, Mark Sneed, Jack Ormond, Andy Acker, Sitalaka Akawala, Harvey Levette, Callum Watkins, Alex Gerrard on the bench. It was Chris Atkin, Elijah Taylor, Sam Luckley, and uh, and Tyler Dupree. Tough game for Salford. Huddersfield hit the front with uh, with two tries. Really, it was a, a high kick from uh, from Russell, the young halfback at Huddersfield, and uh, King Toby King, who's just come in from uh, from Warrington. He beat Co to the ball, took it cleanly, and then went over to score. Very similar to the try that Reese Williams scored at Warrington for Salford last week so poor goal line defence after that trout went over for Huddersfield that was 12 points to nil and uh, and Salford were, were but behind the eight ball really 12 points to nil down in blistering heat as well it was really warm conditions there and uh, a kick through Salford made a meal of that and McQueen who scores so many tries for uh, you know for a forward he picked up the pieces Russell added the goal it was 18 points to nil and Salford were down and out at that stage but they carried on battling Dion Cross who's been very very impressive this season for the Red Devils you know a real real signing Dion Cross you know his story really if you if you follow it you know coming through from, from the championship and not really playing at Super League level before but he's really really impressed this season very very solid every week he's an out eight at Eight or eight and nine out of ten every week, and Dion Cross went over the try. That was eighteen points to six. But then a stone cold knock on from Reese Willis right in front of his own post led to a scrum and from the scrum it was easy, slick hands and uh, and good passing. McGilvery, Jermaine McGilvery went over for us. That was twenty four points to six in the second half. Bad start for Salford, really. Tyler Dupree has been absolutely excellent for the Red Devils since he's uh, come in. You know, taking the ball up really well. He, you know, he broke some tackles in that game against Huddersfield. He was helped off from the field, and it looks like he's going to be out for a long time now. Big blow. Brody Croft though. He split the defence. Nice play from Andy Ackers. He went over Croft. Great try from uh, from him. That was 24 points to 12. And not long after that, Croft broke again. Sam Luckley was in support. And he went over to score. And did his Shearer, Alan Shearer, um celebration in front of the Gallagate and the oh yeah Geordie Ladd there score it must have been absolutely magical and probably the moment of the week and I think the League Express missed a trick really that having uh, Sam Luckley on the front there with his uh, Shearer celebration oh Steve McCormick got a fantastic picture of him as well so so great for Sam that was 24-18 and Huddersfield then I think were starting to panic slightly um, it was a huge gap out wide though Huddersfield exploited that as McGilvery went over 30 points to 18 Theo Fires dropped a goal hit the post followed up to score late on but the video referee ruled that tryout so Huddersfield the better side I thought on the day they they edged it Salford though struggling with injuries looks like Harvey Levett's out as well now saw him coming out of the uh, out of the players uh, entrance at the end of the game he was doing a few interviews and that and he had a, a leg brace on uh, Tyler Dupree as well so uh, Salford behind uh, behind the eight ball firmly when it comes to injuries and things like that so uh, so yeah that defeat has took its toll on the side after the match I managed to catch up with a couple of Salford players I spoke to Callum Watkins and Geordie boy Sam Luckley who uh, who was absolutely delighted, and so, and so was uh, was was Callum with the you know, with the performance, not the result, but Sam Luckley delighted with his try. He, he was very very disappointed though in in the, the defeat uh, when we when we spoke to Sam Sam Luckley. So uh, so this is what they both had to say. Check it out. Delighted to say Sam Luckley joins. We're Salford beaten today. Uh, very <clears> tough game, but on a positive note, a lot of hard work, and you got a try as well, mate. You must be pleased with that. Yeah, it's a um, mixed bag of emotions, really. Happy I got a try, and it's very sentimental, but also we want to get the win. Um, I thought the first half we let ourselves down a little bit. Um, start the second half, we, we pulled ourselves back in and we started to turn the tide. Um, but in the end, just just not enough. Um, everyone's disappointed, I think, but yeah, 
Yeah. Tough day all in all. I mean, you've had to travel up in a day, three hours on a bus. Not the ideal preparation for the game. Poor start to the game. But I think, look at the heat out there today. To concede six points in 40 minutes in the second half. How tough was that? Yeah, it, it was. I was in Benidorm. Um, it was. It was red hot. But uh, still, you can't really use them excuses. You could say all oh, the travel and all that sort of stuff. But again, I just don't think we were good enough on the day. Um, but we'll live and learn, don't we? We'll, uh, we'll get back in and we'll, we'll have a look at the game and we'll always fix up and, you know, it's part of the journey. We're getting better every week and I think the fans and I can see that. Um, but I kind of doubt the uh, the work rate and the effort that we put in every week. Everyone works our socks off, so it's coming together, it's coming together. I think 24-6 down at half-time, we could have feared a, a big hide in there, but to come back in that second half, on a personal note as well, what was it like there to, to score that try? Did, did it seem in slow motion? Did it just seem to open up for you? <laughs> I was panicking, tell you when I was getting the try line. Everyone started closing in, but I just thought, get your head doing and run. Um, how, how old we are holding that ball? How hard we holding that ball? Was it like just uh, tight anyone, as you could? Anyone was getting that ball off. Us. <laughs> um, Jack was saying he tried to celebrate with us. I just pushed him off and just <laughs> Everyone's been saying this to do it all week. So uh, I think I kicked myself. I didn't do it. But, I was yeah. jumping around in the press box. Everyone looking at me. I was stupid. I was like, really <laughs> to get to the line. Don't drop the ball. But oh, know, a really honestly, big effort today. Cheers, so, mate. Really Thank big you effort. You've got Catalan Dragons coming up next week. Doesn't yeah. get any easier for you. A few knocks today. How do, you, how do you go next week now? Is it back into training and just taking things easy as well? Pretty much, that's it. We'll, we'll assess the game, we'll see how all the bodies are and everything like that. And I think the positive is we're at home, aren't we, next yep. week? So they're coming to us and, you know, we're starting to play well every time we're at home now. And, uh, how are you feeling personally? No knocks or bumps today? You've got big No, on I, other than my feet are into shreds, like, but other than that, I'm, I'm absolutely sound. So I'll be uh, round to go next week. Well, you enjoy tonight, mate. You deserve it. Well, well done today and unlucky on the result. Right, Callum Watkins joins me. A, a tough game for you today. A massive effort. Not the result you wanted, though. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, a bit of first half, pretty much showed how, how, how well we played there. So it wasn't really good enough. And big guy defence let, let ourselves down in the, in the first half. And, uh, they took full advantage. They're a good team, man. Um, but we showed our grit and determination to get back in it. But again, you know, we left ourselves a bit too much to do at times. And, um, Ultimately, they, they executed the plays when, when they needed to. And, um, our, ourselves, we just, I just think we were a bit flat on both sides of the game. Massive effort in that second half to keep them out to six points. And that, what was it like on the pitch? How warm was it down there? Yeah, yeah, it was very warm. You know, the conditions were, were pretty tough. But you know, that's for both teams. Both teams get that get that situation. So, you know, second half we worked really hard to get back in back into the game and could have um, gone on to win the game. But we just we just didn't execute enough. Consistently, um, and ultimately, they, they took advantage when we, we, we made a couple of errors and a couple of penalties we gave away. They took advantage of that. Are you good to go next week? I just panicked when I saw you then because you've got a big strap in on your knee. Yeah, there, but I'm, you're going to be all right. I'm next good. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, just the burst on top of my knee. There's nothing structurally wrong with my knee. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty good actually. You know, um, felt like I did a little bit better in the second half. Get get going a little bit and. Um, yeah, just got to rest it. And, uh, you're you know, having life tough at the moment. Since you've moved to the back row, it's a lot tougher, isn't it? You, yeah. you know, you find it. But you're doing well there. You're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, no disappointing today. You know, I think a couple of uh, individuals, including myself, were, were disappointed how I played today. So, um, you know, I've got to look in the mirror and uh, get myself back into training, making sure I prepare the best I can, keep keep doing what I'm doing, and, and things will turn around. It's just uh, one of those games where. Things didn't come off, you know. I had a couple of opportunities to put, put a couple of tries in for us, but 
Um, the pass either went behind or, or just didn't get the right catch at the, at the right time. So one of those things we have to move on, and um, you know we've still got that resilience and determination to get ourselves back into it. So we've got a great character in our team. So you know hopefully everybody can stick by us and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it around. Thanks very much for speaking to us today, Callum. All the best. And all the best, mate. That was Sam Luckley and uh, Callum Watkins speaking after the game at the uh, at the Magic Weekend. Paul Rowley was also disappointed in his press conference. Um, he cited a few things in there. So Paul Rowley, it's, it's a difficult job. It is when you're uh, you're down on numbers and you've not got that that huge squad to rely on, and things are getting difficult as well with uh, with more players adding to that injury list, and especially with Catalan Dragons coming up this weekend, it's going to be another tough one. But got your three word match reports from the game at the weekend. Uh, Mark said errors first half, and his man match was Croft. KDL defence and handling errors man of the match silent assassin Croft Steve Bennett too many errors man of the match Croft Nicholas Fletcher unable to recover his man of the match was Brodie Croft Adam Franks costly errors again man of the match Brodie Croft there's a theme developing here I think Brodie Croft plays pretty well again Rick Andrew errors equaled tries and his man of the match was Brodie Croft so it was a clean sweep for Brodie Croft there with the man of the match awards this week and, and yeah another another fantastic performance from him and uh, yeah disappointing with the result but uh, I don't think you can lack have a go at the effort from the players I think the, the effort and commitment was there Huddersfield the better side on the day so next next up we'll have a look at the news and see what's been going around in and around the world of Salford Red Devils Right, well, season ticket holders with children were hosting a full focus group to plan our uh, Junior Red Devils programme for 2023. It's going to be held on Wednesday, the 20th of July at 7pm at the AJ Bell Stadium. You can register via the Twitter page and I think on Facebook as well and the various other bits and pieces on social media. There's a link on there so that you register interest, you can go down to that. So, uh, so yeah, the, you know, Junior Devils is a fantastic idea. You know, me and Rob and, and Parky were part of that when we were uh, we were kids about you know back years ago at the Willows. And if they're doing something like that again, it's very very special gets gets kids hooked to the hooked to the sport and hooked to rugby league and uh, you know passionate about following Salford as well so you can get involved with that that's Wednesday the 20th of July 7pm at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, Folly Lane Rugby League 19th of July Girls Rugby League for the girls of Salford Swinton and the surrounding area it's years school years 1 to 6 uh, that's being held it's a blue ribbon uh, Fields, Fraser Street, Swinton, M27 4DH. So uh, get in touch with Folly Lane if you want some more information about that. Uh, Salford Red Devils Living Well Programme. The sports sessions, all abilities welcome, 18 years plus. Thursdays, 4pm to 5pm starts. Thursday, the 25th of August. That sounds great. That walking rugby league is available on alternative dates for those struggling with mobility. So get yourself involved with that. That's um, at the Salford Sports Village, 325 Littleton Road, Salford, M73NQ. So that is 4 till 5pm Thursdays, and it starts. That's on Thursday, the 25th of August. So for Red Devils Rugby League World Cup Development Days, uh, these dates are Friday the 5th and 12th of August, and it's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the AJ Bell Stadium. Boys, girls, school year 6, 7, 8, and 9. It costs £12 per person per day, or two days are 20 quid. So, uh, so yeah, more more good stuff to keep you uh, occupied in the school. That is playing rugby league. The women's um, squad for the summer camp for the Ireland team, Great news for Salford. Lucy McEwen is in the squad, along with uh, lots of other players from from Ireland and, uh, and a few from over in this country as well. As a lady from St. Helens, Philippa Burchill, and uh, a lady from Featherstone, Gabby Harrison. Quite a lot from Ireland as well. So fantastic news for Lucy McEwen to be in that Ireland squad. And uh, yeah, credit to the way she's playing for the Salford ladies this season. 
Jason, we'll be speaking about the ladies in a minute. We're going to pass over to Robin. He'll talk you through their uh, fantastic victory at the weekend. But we'll, uh, we'll move on to that shortly. One more final bit of news before we move on. Salford Red Devils have signed on loan Ben Helliwell on a two-week loan from Featherstone Rovers. Ben Helliwell played for Warrington. I think he was at Lee as well. He's a back roll forward. He's pretty tall, pretty hefty. Uh, not not like fat light, like hefty. He's about six foot three, I think, and uh, probably 16 stone. Big, tall lad, I think. So, uh, so yeah, he's just what Salford needs, especially at the moment. We've got players out injured. Tyler Dupree, as we said before. Harvey Levette as well. A bit bit loose in that pack, aren't we? You know, King Vunny was out for the season. So, we, you know, Shane Wright's still out. Greenwood's out. They're very, very low on forwards at the moment. So, uh, so Pelliwell will be uh, a welcome recruit coming in this week from Featherstone Rovers. Well, also at St James's Park last weekend, it was great to see our uh, Learning Disability Rugby League team in action in Newcastle. Uh, they played Hull Kingston Rovers, Featherstone Rovers, Warrington, Hull FC and York City Knights on the pitch at St James's Park. I'll give you the list of the, the people involved in that. with Sean Robinson, Ben Blood, Keith Blood, Dave Hefferden, Ben Hefferden, Will Moore, Jake Forbes, Lee Forbes, Heather Robinson, Sean Begley-Jones, Nathan Brown and Jamie Brady. You know, Congratulations to them all involved. I saw them warming up to go out just before, just as I came out of the stadium, kind to, uh, to be home uh, sort of tea time as early as I could on, on Sunday so I've seen them all warming up and um, they, they were absolutely in the zone there so I didn't want to disturb them they were just warming up to go onto the pitch so they did incredibly well in those matches and I hope they all enjoyed it it was fantastic to uh, to see to play on that uh, that pitch as well and to see the adulation they got from the supporters you know especially the Salford supporters and that Gallagher and it was absolutely fantastic stuff so uh, so well done to everybody involved uh, we'll move on now to the ladies Rob's going to talk us through that the ladies went through to the final of the League Cup Rob can you tell us all about that uh, yeah, good to see you keeping the old boat afloat while I'm away. Let's talk about the ladies. They were victorious in their League Cup semi-final this weekend. They beat Jewsbury Moor 18 points to 8 down at Salford City Roosters. Wonderful day, beautiful sunshine, great event really. Bouncy Castle, the bar was open. There was a Salford Devils Foundation skill zone as well, so it was really family day for everyone there the game itself was a real good one Drewsby scored first Salford found the way back into it after 20 minutes lovely work uh, by Taz Corcoran who uh, found Steph Gray with a wonderful ball about 20 metres out she went over and Salford led 6-4 then Salford extend their lead lovely work from a scrum by Lucy McKeon. She found Alex Simpson, who raced away 90 metres, beat the fullback, beat the cover, went over in the corner for a wonderful try. Demi Jones uh, converted, and Salford led 12 4. Jewsbury Moore then had a lady sent uh, to the Simbid for a high tackle on Taz, and uh, Jewsbury kind of find, tried to find their way back into it at that point. Salford's you know, defence was tested, but Salford got into half time at 12 4 to the good. The second half started with a try for Salford. Dewsbury Moore kicked deep. Ball was picked up by Louise Fellingham. She fed fullback Lucy McKeown, who ran into the space and terrorised the Dewsbury Moore defence and ended up going under the post of Salford. 90 meeting effort. And Salford led 18 points to four with 35 minutes to go. The next 35 minutes was brutal. The sun came down. All the players, you know, grafting throughout. Got to give them massive credit because obviously them conditions in the semi-final it's, it's massive pressure on everybody but I thought they stood up tall I thought they were fantastic the forwards in particular were you know were outstanding and yeah it was a, it was a fantastic result uh, for Chris Bates uh, ladies also we've got some interviews as well Rob Corp with Louise Fellingham and Chris Bates and they reacted to another buzzing performance <laughs> Coach's Corner 
We're joined by victorious coach Chris Bates. Congratulations on reaching the League Cup final with the Salford Devils. How do you feel? Yeah, absolutely buzzing. I, I don't know how to put that into words, really. Um, they, they had to do it really tough for a while out there, the girls. It was baking hot and um, and they worked really hard to play a brand of rugby that we're proud of, that we've not gone away from, and that was good enough today to get us a result. So roll on the 31st. Yeah, 18-8 today. Obviously started quite slow. They scored first. Uh, what was your sort of thought process on that? Obviously, we, was there a bit of panic setting in, or do you think, you know, we can bounce back here? Yeah, it's easy to say kind of when the final whistle's gone, but genuinely we were quite cool, calm and collected about it, so we didn't complete our first three sets. Um, they scored early off some, some par D, but both of those things are fixable. So the, the, the sets that we didn't complete came from us trying to play in the right areas of the park, and that's fine. Uh, they just happened to go to floor, but they're not going to do that all game, so we knew that that would come eventually. Um, and then ultimately we don't miss tackles like that very often, so again, nothing really to fix. Just needed to kind of stick at it and believe that we're the better team and, and back to show it. Yeah, 20 minutes gone. Big turning point for me. Tanzin Kokon made a break gave it to Steph Gray went over in corner great try changed momentum of the game yeah but didn't do anything different to what they'd done in the kind of first three errors so just spotted a weakness in their, in their defensive line and, and played at it that time it came off it was it, it was always going to we were saying that on the sideline I promise <laughs> and then obviously Salford scored again a couple of minutes later Alex Simpson 80 meter, 80 meter effort going round the defence and going over in the corner fantastic try sort of calmed everyone down really in that situation yeah, it definitely did, and, and she's brilliant, Alex, and, and credit to Lucy for setting it up, so they just played off a scrum, just spot, again, spotted a little gap and backed themselves to do it, even though we're in our own 20, it's exactly how we ask them to play. Yeah, and then second half came, moment of magic from Lucy, McKeown, 80 metre effort, crowd were on the feet, and you're one foot in the semi-final at that point. Yeah, that's the one, and then it becomes about managing the game out, doesn't it, in the heat, and continuing to roll our forwards on and off, and, and allow them to keep their kind of work rate up, and keep those standards that we kind of hold so dear up. Um, and yeah, we just had to manage it out from there, and we did. Who stood out for you today? Sorry, player of the match was lobby for us today. <laughs> I thought she led us really well. Um, that 80 metre effort from Lucy that we just spoke about came from Lobby reacting to a ball bounce overhead, if you remember. And then she kind of turned head up. There's there's a kind of chink in their armour, and, and then Lucy punches a fantastic line, and she can't not give it a. Um, I thought Lobby was brilliant all game for us. I thought Darcy, Darcy was fantastic going forwards. Um, I thought Meg was was unbelievable again a, a work rate and a working contact it just goes unnoticed um, I think you know YPS again did good stuff coming off the bench our second rows in Vic and Kayleigh were, were brilliant and did long minutes out there as well and um, yeah I thought, I thought across the park in this heat I thought they were fantastic yeah you talk about playing what you see and that's what you kind of did that, in that second half even though what you, even though us in the crowd were a little bit nervous because obviously in this heat you're thinking stick up we jump off five drives and a kick but your team don't have that in their day and a do you no but you know, we back ourselves to play in those situations and, and if the game had been a bit different, we might well have done that, um, but it wasn't a forwards battle and we felt like we were fitter than them, so we want to move them and we want to test them and we want to set our, our faster players running when we can and, and ultimately that one is the game, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily change it. If we play a different side, then that might might require a different kind of style of game. Yeah, or I'll say James in the final, off this, you've got fancy chances. <laughs> I've said all season that our back us, if we turn up and we represent ourselves and this badge well, then our back us to get a result there. Um, made tougher by the fact that it's at their place somehow. It's a final and a neutral ground at their home ground. So we'll kind of see what comes, but we'll prepare right for it. And, and yeah, we'll see what comes. Brilliant. Congratulations, Chris. And uh, we'll see you next week. So we're joined by player of the match, Louise Fellenham. Congratulations on reaching the League Cup final. We saw for a Devils. How do you feel? <laughs> to be honest, it's really hard to put into words. Um, back last November, did I think we'd be in a cup final this first season? Absolutely not. But I think the progress that we've made, it, like we deserve it. We deserve to be there. And today was hard. 
really hard. It was very, very hot. Um, but it's just another thing that we need to overcome as a team, and I think we did a really good job today. Yeah, 18-8, the full-time score. Uh, try from Alex Simpson, 80-metre effort, and you got Lucy McKeon going 100 metres in, in the second half. You know, two sensational tries, which uh, swung the contest our way. Yeah, fantastic. Look, we know what both of those, those two give us. Um, if we give them the right type of ball, they'll do that all day. So, um, you know, you need big players like that to step up in a game like this, and they did. Yeah, obviously, in these conditions, 90 degree heat, you and Demi Jones pulling the strings. Uh, so what was it like, obviously, on, on, on the field, in battle, you know, in these hot conditions? Uh, it, it was unbearable at times, to be honest. It just didn't feel like the, the heat was ever going to let up. Like, not a cloud in the sky, which is lovely for everyone down here. Yeah. But obviously, when you're playing, it, it is really difficult. And I think it's just about managing that. Um, you know, managing the forward pack, getting them to, to do the hard stuff, but then giving them a bit of a break. And I think we did it really well. I think we did a quite a professional job today. You know, it was, I don't think it was ever going to be a high-scoring game with the weather the way it is, but I think I think we did a good job. Yeah, and obviously, we talked on Wednesday about your predictions. Is it, is it Mystic Meg or Septic Peg today? <laughs> I got what I, I missed one try score, but got the rest. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And obviously, looking forward, we've got Oral in, in the final couple of weeks' time. Obviously, you're going to enjoy tonight, but you've got to be thinking towards that, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we, me and you have had the conversation. It's, it is one game at a time for us. So we've got two games in between now and then, and, and now our focus will be on those. But obviously, we will enjoy today. Um, you know, you can't not. Um, I think... Oral are a bit of an unknown to us. We haven't obviously seen them and we haven't played against them yet. So at least with these guys today, we knew what they were going to bring. We knew what they were going to bring and it was just about being better on the day. But And Oral at their home ground. So, you know, anything can happen. But I think if we play the way we can play and on our best on our best day, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll put a good show on. Brilliant. Congratulations today and uh, I'll see you next week. Yes, Rob, the final is in... Um in a couple of weeks' time, two weeks' time, uh, the final is Oral St. James against Oral. How do you think uh, the Salford ladies are going to go on in that? Louise talked about the progress that the, the team have made since being formed in November last year. And, you know, never in the wildest dreams would think they'd be in the final. But for me, they've been good enough to, to get there. They're playing some, you know, really good rugby. Great brand of rugby playing what they see. And in that semi-final... It was periods where you thought, just stick up your jumper, drive five, kick deep and trying to squeeze. Not in this team. This team hasn't got it in their DNA. They want to play. They want to perform. They want to score tries. And uh, it's good to see a Salford team wanting to do that. We've watched many Salford teams freeze on the big occasion, but not this team. They continue to to play the philosophy uh, that they, they bought into. And uh, it was a great result for Chris Bates' ladies. Yeah, both Louise and Chris know that this cup final is a really important game. They know, obviously, beating Tujamore in the semi-final was a big result for the club and for and for the ladies. But, you know, the biggest challenge lies ahead with Oral St. James at Oral St. James. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, obviously. You know, we've got some fantastic players in our squad. They've come together and, and you know, created a really good team there. So, in the final, anything that can happen. But I'm in a quietly confident mood that we, we can go there and get a result. Yeah, it's been an incredible journey so far for the ladies this season. And to get to that cup final now, you know, away from home against Oral St. James is going to be very, very tough. They're quite a, quite a well-established ladies team, but they've got that far now to to the final. It's going to be fantastic that. Um, let's hope we get lots of supporters going to it. I'm not too sure what time that game's going to going to kick off, but whether it clashes with the, with the, the men's team. But you no, know, best of luck from everybody on the podcast and all the Salford rugby supporters as well, because it's been a great season for them. 
it has been an incredible journey for, for the ladies. Obviously, when they first sort of were set up, we didn't know what to expect, but we've seen them sort of grow into this team that, that you know wants to play rugby, wants to promote the ball, and we, we talk about this uh, the champagne rugby that they play, but it's quite organised. You know, it's it's not panic stations rugby. You know, every pass is measured. It's 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 a really good, exciting way uh, to play rugby league, and a, a Salford team is is doing that. Fantastic chance now on. Sunday when they play Hulking to Robbers before the, the, the men's game for us fans to go down and, and, and see what, what the girls can do. Obviously you know, they've had a lot of fixtures that you know have clashed with the, the men so far but first uh, double header from the club this week so hoping that lots of fans can get down there to the stadium earlier and watch these girls perform because you won't be disappointed they've got some great players in this squad uh, and I'm sure the Hulking to Rovers game on Sunday will be another cracker. Uh, being top of the league, they've got a couple of uh, really strong teams chasing them, likes of Alton Redettes, Warrington Lunas. So, you know, it's important that Chris Bates' ladies keep winning and uh, then, obviously, can look forward to the cup final in a couple of weeks' time. Well, next up on the podcast, we'll have a look at what's been going on in and around the world of rugby league. In uh, by rugby league roundup, we've got uh, some amateur rugby league in there. We'll also look at the domestic scene and uh, we'll be checking out the NRL as well. So, uh, here's Here's that report now. Hello, and here is this week's devil in the detail. World of Rugby League. I'll call it World of Rugby League. I forget every week what we're supposed to call it. World of Rugby League. White size World of Rugby League, I think Rob calls it now. So we'll, we'll start off this week. There's no youth uh, games. There was no fixtures been released this week because of the Magic Weekend and whatever. So we'll start off with the North West Men's League. We've got some scores from uh, from the weekend just gone, and someone's just beeping as you drive past me. Thanks for that. Uh, Division three, Rochdale Mayfield a fifty, Liverpool Lizards nil. Division four, Southend East Burton Wood Chargers twenty eight, Langwith Reds thirty four. Great win for Langwith Reds there. Higginshaw thirty eight, Waterhead Warriors a thirty two. Oldham St. Anne's A, 18, Burton Wood at Bridge, 24. The fixtures for this week, these games are all Saturday the 16th of July. Division 1, Berry Broncos host Lee Minor Rangers A. Folly Lane are at home to Dalton. In Division 2, Caddy's Head Rhinos play Hindpool Tigers. Division 3, Crossfields A are at home to Rochdale Mayfield A. And Division 4, South and West, it's Clockface Miners A against Oldham St. Anne's A. And Waterhead Warriors A are at home to Langworthy Reds. We'll turn our attention to the North West Conference Leagues. Rochdale Mayfield were beaten at home heavily as well by top of the table West Hull. West Hull are now 14 wins from 16 matches. They won at Mayfield by 44 points to 6. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten narrowly at Featherstone Lions. They trailed 20 points to 6 at our time. Fought back in the second half. Featherstone Lions 28, Saddleworth Rangers 20. That one finished up. In Division 3, Lee East 44, Oldham St. Anne's 16. And Waterhead Warriors beat Seaton Rangers by 40 points to 16. So... At the moment, then Rochdale Mayfield, uh, sort of mid table, seven wins from 16 matches. Saddleworth Rangers, a second bottom, they've just won two games in their 15 matches so far. Waterhead Warriors stay second behind East Leeds in Division 3 with Oldham St. Anne's, four points behind Waterhead Warriors in third place with just 20 points. So the fixtures for this week it's Premier Division, Hunslet Club Park, side face Rochdale Mayfield. Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers at home to Interrose Bridge. And in Division 3, Eastmore Dragons face Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St. Anne's are at home to Millham. 
Well, let's get ourselves over to the NRL and check out what's been going on over there. It was round 17, Cronulla Sharks, 28, Melbourne Storm, 6. It's been a funny season, this, for Melbourne Storm. You know, after a great start, they've now lost five games from uh, 16, 11 wins, five defeats. And uh, Cronulla Sharks have really come up the ra- on the radar. They're fourth in the table now, level on points with Melbourne. So, massive win for Cronulla Sharks. And, uh, yeah, great win for them. Their, their form's really good. Newcastle Knights, 28, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 40. West Tigers, 20, Parramatta Eels, 28. Brisbane Broncos, 32, St. George Illawarra Dragons 18, so at the moment then this is how it stands, Penrith is still top it's North Queensland Cowboys, second Melbourne Storm, Cronulla Sharks, Brisbane Broncos Parramatta Eels, South Sydney Rabbitohs and Manly Seagulls make up the playoff places West Tigers are bottom with 8 points, followed by Gold Coast Titans who have got 8 points and there's not much between their points difference as well so those two battling out at the bottom at the moment, the fixtures for this week, Wednesday the 13th of July, it's State of Origin Game 3, Queensland against New South Wales that's at 11.10 on Sky Sports in the morning on Friday the 15th of July there's two matches North Queensland Cowboys face Cronulla Sharks that's a televised game on Sky at 9 o'clock followed by Parramatta Eels against New Zealand Warriors at 5-2-11 there's two games on the television on Saturday Manly Seagulls against Newcastle Knights at half past 8 Gold Coast Titans face Brisbane Broncos at 10.35 there's an earlier game that's not on the telly that's Sydney Roosters against St George Illa Dragons at 6am on Sunday the 17th of July, West Tigers at home to Penrith Panthers, 5am. Melbourne Storm face Canberra Raiders at 5 past 7 and Canterbury Bulldogs are against South Sydney Rabbitohs. Massive game for West Tigers, top against bottom in the league. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be an interesting one Sunday morning at 5am. So good luck to West Tigers in that one. Let's hope they can uh, put up a real good fight in that game. Don't forget, New South Wales against Queensland, State of Origin, the decider, game three, Wednesday at the 11.10. That should be an absolute cracker. Well, finally this week, we'll have a look at what's been happening domestically. It was uh, the magic weekend at the round just gone. Salford were beaten on the Sunday by Huddersfield Giants by 30 points to 18. The rest of the results, the games on Saturday, Catalan, uh, sorry, Castleford played Leeds. That finished Castleford 20, Leeds 34. A Sunday game was Catalan Dragons 10, Warrington Wolves 36. Also on Sunday, Hull FC 34, Hulkington Rovers 28. On uh, the other two Saturday games, St. Helens 20, Wigan Warriors 18. Cracking match that one, Wigan in front for, for much of the game two late tries from Regan Grace and Johnny Lomax pinching the match for St. Helens they won it 20 points to 18 Toulouse Olympic they came back 24, 20 points to 4 down they were at half time against Wakefield Trinity and they came back to win it 38 points to 26 the Betfred Championship round 18 Barrow 40 Whitehaven 6 London Broncos 22 Featherstone Rovers 42 Newcastle Thunder 53 Bradford Bulls 10 over 3,000 there to watch that game on uh, Friday night so congratulations Newcastle Thunder great win Sheffield Eagles 8 18, Batley Bulldogs 20, Widnes Vikings 20, Dewsbury Rams 16 and Workington Town 0, Lee Centurion 66 in the Betfred League 1 round 14, it was Cornwall 10, Doncaster 44, Hunslet 54, West Wales Raiders 6, Midlands Hurricanes 16, North Wales Crusaders 46 and Oldham 24, Rochdale Hornets 50, the game between London Scholars and Keithley Cougars was cancelled due to London Scholars being unable to provide appropriate medical cover. So at the moment then, St. Helens stay top of the Super League on 30 points, Wigan are second on 26 and it's Huddersfield on 25, Catalans on 24, there's a big gap then, it's Hull and Casford on 18 points. So after that, Leeds Rhino's got 15, Salford 14, Warrington 14, Hulkair 14, Wakefield 10 and Toulouse 8. It's been a cracking season so far. There's still an awful lot to play for as well. So the fixtures for this week, Halifax Panthers played York on Monday night. So that game has probably been finished now by the time you listen to this. Friday night, St. Helens play Huddersfield in the Super League, 8 o'clock. That's on the television. Wigan play Hull also at 8 o'clock. On Saturday, the 16th of July, Casford face Warrington on Sky Telly at 3 o'clock. Toulouse Olympic at home to Leeds Rhino's 5 o'clock UK time. 
Betfred Championship, Bradford Bulls at home to London Broncos, West Wales Raiders uh, play North Wales Crusaders in the Welsh Derby and Betfred League One, that's at 3 o'clock. On Sunday the 17th, Hulkar hosts Wakefield Trinity at 3, Salford at home to Catalans at 3, and the Championship, Dewsbury face Lee Centurions, Halifax against Workington, Sheffield against Barrows at 2 o'clock, Whitehaven against Featherstone Rovers, Widnes Vikings against Newcastle Thunder in the Betfred League One, Hunslet at home to London Scholars, there's a game on the hour league gap between Keith Cougars and Cornwall at 1 o'clock, Oldham at home to Doncaster, Swinton Lions are back in action against Midlands Hurricanes, and next Monday the 18th of July York City Knights are at home to Batley Bulldogs so at the moment the Championship Lee stay top Featherstone a second Batley third and in the Betfred League 1 Keith Lee despite not playing at the weekend they stay top North Wales Crusaders Rochdale Swinton Doncaster and Hunslet make up the playoff places that's all I've got for you this week take care have a good week and I shall see you on Sunday where it should be an absolute scorch the weather's going to be banging again uh, for Salford against Catalan Dragons so uh, yeah you won't be needing your coat on, on Sunday it'll be uh, shorts and t-shirts I think for that one so take care I'll see you there well, that was my world of rugby league. Plenty going on domestically and the NRL's hotting up as well. We've also had uh, a fantastic state of origin this week as well. So rugby league season really is hotting up. What we'll do now on the podcast, we'll uh, we'll have a look now at the preview for this weekend. Uh, we're playing Catalan Dragons at the AJ Bell Stadium. Three o'clock kickoff. There's also a ladies game as well against Hulkingston Rovers at half past 12. Two great games. We'll have a look at uh, those matches now. Yes, well, Catalan Dragons uh, visit the AJ Bell Stadium on Sunday, 3 o'clock kickoff. The weather looks like it's going to be an absolute scorch. I think um, the forecast predicts about 30 degrees, so it will be, feel a lot more like playing in Perpignan than uh, than in Salford. So who's that going to benefit? Not too sure, really. But uh, Catalan Dragons, it's been a funny few weeks for the, for the Dragons. They were beaten 17 points to 16 at Castleford in a golden point extra time. The week after that, they beat St. Helens 20 points to 18 at the Stag Gilbert Brutus in uh, Perpignan. Then last week, they were lamped by Warrington at the, uh, the Magic Week and so you don't quite know what uh, what Catalan side's going to turn up. These two sides I've met already once this season at uh, uh, Easter. Catalan came to Salford and won by 36 points to 10. What was a disappointing match really for uh, for the Red Devils. But uh, but the weekend, as I said, Catalan losing to uh, to Warrington. They still got plenty of quality in that side. Though you look at Sam Tompkins, who's been playing really well for them. They've got a few suspensions. I think Cassiano suspended and, and and Dylan Napper's still out. So there's one or two players suspended there. But Salford, you know, I've had to bring a player on loan this week in in Ben Halliwell just to to make the numbers up really so it's going to be tough and it's going to be interesting to see Paul Rowley's uh, squad I'm recording this Thursday so the squad won't be out till uh, till tomorrow so hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to get the, the 19 man 20 man man squad name for that so uh, it's going to be tough there's no doubt about that this weekend the Dragons as well they've got threats all over the pitch you look at the half-back partnership of Mitchell Pearce and, uh, and Josh Drinkwater they've got plenty of size in the forward as well Matty Whitley's a guy that always impresses me in the, in the back row and DaCosta the hooker as well causes an awful lot of problems they've got plenty of pace on the edges Samasoni Lange few Yaha always seems to uh, to cause problems as well and big guy like Joe Chan on the bench Ben Garcia Benjamin Julia there's a lot of quality in that Catalan side so Salford are going to have to be on their metal but as I mentioned before in the Huddersfield you know talking about the Huddersfield game we've got plenty of quality as well Brodie Croft you know, Paul Rowley said this uh, this last week he, he thinks he's the best half in Super League and you know other teams might scoff at that but I think if you look at um, his performances so far Brodie Croft he, he, he's been pretty special he's been getting better and better week in week out he seems to be working really well with Mark Sneed at the moment so where Salford can score points I think with the fourth um, fourth top point scorers in the league along with uh, just behind Huddersfield Wigan and St Helens it's our defence that tends to cause a bit of problems we have conceded a lot of points but the, you know regarding an attack we can, we can score so so I am predicting um, 
I was going to, well, I was going to say my prediction was 26-16, I think, to solve for this week. But I can see there being a lot more points, considering the weather's going to be really hot. But I'm going to stick with it. I'll stick with 26-16 to Salford. It's going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about that. The ladies, as I said, kick off at 12.30 against Hulkington Rovers. You know, they've just got to... Um, the League Cup final as well, their minds are going to be on that, but they want to keep playing well every week now, and I think it's great that you've got two games on the same day, a real double header. I think they're hoping for a lot of uh, a lot of youngsters to be down to this game on uh, on on Sunday. It should be a proper carnival atmosphere at the AJ Bell Stadium. You know, an awful lot going on, and uh, and yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, the ladies get underway at half past twelve, and uh, the Salford Red Devils Ben's team get underway at three p.m. So get yourselves down there, get yourselves down there for a ticket this week if you can, or just just get down there, walk up on the day. It should be it should be a special day. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this podcast, and I've just managed to uh, to bluff my way through it. Hopefully the lads will be back on uh, for a full podcast next week. You take care. Have a good week. I shall speak to you. Uh, well, probably see you there at the game on uh, on Sunday. Take care. All the best. Bye bye. <laughs>